Amen. And so let's give him a good Bendale welcome, this pulpit tonight. Love you, brother. You take your time. Love you. You take your liberty, brother. Clap your hands unto the Lord and give God praise, for he is worthy. Oh, come on, let's praise him. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. Oh, Jesus, you're so good. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, I am so excited to be here tonight and uh, thankful for what God did last night. But I can't go to heaven on yesterday's blessing. I've got to get a fresh touch tonight. Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, we're going to the Word of the Lord, Joshua chapter 13, one verse of Scripture, verse 1. And uh, while you're turning there, I do want to say I'm excited tonight to have my wife and children with me. And uh, usually it's just me and Jameson, but tonight I got the whole crew. And so uh, I'm going to preach a little bit harder just because I'm See if I can get Emma saved. Hallelujah. No, I'm kidding, baby. And uh, but I, I love this church. I appreciate this church. appreciate your prayers. And uh, thank God for what he's doing in Bendale. Hallelujah. Well, three people are excited about it. The rest of y'all are mad about it, I guess. I said, thank God for what he's doing in Bendale. Hallelujah. Amen. Joshua chapter 13, verse 1. Now Joshua was old and stricken in years. And the Lord said unto him, Thou art old and stricken in years. Boy, you know you're old when God calls you old. <laughs> and there remaineth, this is what I'm going to preach tonight, just with the help of the Lord, there remaineth yet very much land to be possessed. There remaineth yet very much land land to be possessed. Let's pray together. God, we love you. We thank you. We're so glad tonight to be in your presence and to worship you in spirit and in truth. We're asking you, God, right now, let your anointing flow through this house. I'm asking you, God, that your power, your authority, your goodness, your grace will touch each and every one of us. I'm asking you, God, let the power of the Holy Ghost consume everything that's not like you. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost destroy every yoke. Give us victory, God. Let there be miracle signs and wonders in this house. In Jesus' name we pray. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord? While you're clapping your hands, why don't you lift your voice and give God a shout of praise. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm going to be honest with you tonight. I don't have much left in the tank. But what I do have, I'm going to give it to you. How about it? And so I said that to say, well, you give me what you got. And if I give you what I got and you give me what you got, God will give us what he's got. And that's just how the miraculous takes place as God comes down into our midst. Amen. You may be seated in the fear of the Lord tonight. God begins to speak to Joshua here as an old man. And he begins to tell him of things that are to come. The setting of our text is not a place that you would desire to sit down, Pastor Moore, and 
have a picnic. It's not the setting where everything is peaceful. It's not the setting where uh, everything's going right. Now, understand this is a good time for the children of God, but yet there are more things, there are more battles that they must face. This, the setting of our text, this, this Joshua that we are talking about tonight is not just a man. He is not just a leader. He is not just a strategist in war, but he is a called man of God. He is a warrior in the army of the Lord. I'm going to tell you tonight, that's who God's looking for in 2022 is. Not just somebody that'll come to church and not just somebody that'll play church, but somebody that came with a sword in their hand ready to go to battle against the enemy. I'll tell you how much of a warrior Joshua was when the angel of the Lord would show up and begin to speak to him. He'd pull his sword on the angel of the Lord. He was so ready to fight. It didn't matter who it was. It didn't matter what it was. He just let everybody know I am not afraid of a fight. I've come to tell you tonight, you need to put hell on notice on this Friday night in Bendale, Mississippi, uh, that you're not afraid of a fight. Uh, it doesn't matter what comes my way. I'm not afraid to stand up. Uh, I'm not afraid to pray extra. I'm not afraid to worship. Uh, I'm not afraid to give it all I got because I know uh, that if as long as I'm fighting, uh, I'm fighting on the winning side. Uh, as long as I'm doing everything I've got uh, giving God everything I've got that God will work uh, on my side. I've come to tell somebody tonight uh, that set your sword down uh, and you've been sitting on the sideline. Pick your sword back up. Uh, get back out on the battlefield. Uh, God, I know the battle seems hot uh, and the battle seems long, uh, but can I tell you that miracles happen uh, while you're on the battlefield. Uh, blessings are poured out uh, while you're on the battlefield. Uh, God can't bless you uh, as long as you're sitting on the sideline. God can't use you as long as you're sitting on the sideline. Pick up your sword. Pick up your shield and get back to the battle. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's a lot. Of, I'm, oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. There goes that rabbit again. There's a lot of people crying and complaining about the battle. A lot of people say it's too hard. There's too much. It's too much trouble. Let me tell you something. It ain't too much trouble. Well, I thought I was preaching to somebody that believed what I was preaching right now. Said it ain't too much trouble. I, I, I know you got a lot going on, but let me just tell you something. The more you fight for God, the more God fights for you. Oh, help me. I'm going to say that again. The more you fight for God, the more God will fight for you. Well, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. You don't have to know what you're supposed to be doing. Just go to the house of God, pray and worship, and let God lead you in the rest. I'm telling you, I'm not going to come to church on a Friday night and cry about the battle. I'm going to come to church on Friday night and sharpen my sword and get back out in the fight because I know as long as I'm fighting, God's still moving. Hallelujah. You could even say that there are things about in particular people in the Bible. Men like David. David was called a man of war. Men like Joshua. Men like Eliezer. Men like Shammah. The Bible said would stand in a little field. 
and be surrounded, but he understood that this ain't, and, 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 and there's so much preaching in this, but I don't have time to get into, but he tells him, I understand this ain't my field, this is the king's field, but the king's field is worth fighting for. I said, the king's field is worth fighting for. You, Oh, help me, Jesus. You don't have to know whose field you're in, just know you're in the king's field. There are, again, there's a lot of people in our hour, in our day, that are ready to jump ship, if you will, and, and get out of the fight. But I'm going to tell you something. There needs to be something inside of you looking for a fight. I think I lost about 90% of us right there. Well, I, I just got a little peace, and all, all I want is everything to go smooth, and all I want. Let me tell you something. If you ain't stirred the devil up, you ain't living for God right. If you ain't got the devil so mad that he's fighting you on every side, you ain't doing it right. I, I would to God that you'd worship till you made the devil mad. I would to God that you pray till you make the devil mad. You'd give until you make the devil mad. Every time I come to church, I'm coming, I'm coming to give him glory, but I'm going to do it till every demon in hell knows. I, I'm not afraid to stand and fight. Hallelujah. Joshua is that man. Joshua, man of war. He understands that you can't sit back and wait for the miraculous to come to you, but you must pursue the miraculous. And so, under the guidance of the Almighty God, Joshua would say things like, let's go up to Jericho. And they would defeat Jericho, and he would say, let's go up to Ai. Because he understands victory doesn't come to me, I have to go get it. And as he's doing this, he, he gets a uh, reputation for someone that's not afraid to push. And, and so God begins to speak to Joshua, understand the setting of Joshua chapter 13. I want to historically put it in the right perspective for you in Bible history. This is after they've moved in to new lands. This is after they've went to a place where the Bible says it flowed with milk and with honey. This is after they moved in the houses they didn't build and they are partaking of vineyards they didn't plant. This is after they, if you'll allow me to say it like this, they've had revival. This is after revival's over. This is after they've had the breakthrough. This is after they've built new buildings. This is after they've experienced the souls coming into the house of God and it's in this setting that God begins to tell them, now I understand everybody knows who you are and I understand that you're living in a new land but after all of the miracles that you've seen, after all the blessings that you've experienced you're living in that new house and thank God for it. But God says, Joshua, I understand you've had victory. I understand you've seen miracles but it's not enough to just see victory and just have miracles. God says says, Joshua, there is more land yet to be possessed. He said, there's places that you haven't walked in yet that I'm calling you to walk in. I've come to tell somebody on a Friday night, this is not the time to simply sit back and enjoy the blessings of God. This is not the time to come to church and put it in cruise control and thank God for what we've already had. But this is the time to get up and to press forward like we've never pressed forward before. This is the time to reach for the miraculous like we've... 
like we've never reached for the miraculous before. Thank God for the revival you've had, but it's nothing in comparison to the revival that God has for you. Thank God for the breakthrough, but it's nothing in comparison to the breakthrough that God has for you. Joshua, I know you're living in a new land, but just because you're living in your land doesn't mean that it's all the land. I've got more. I've got more. I'm going to say it again. God has more for this church. God has more for his people. God has more for you. Oh, I wish somebody would just clap their hands and say it in the devil's face. I'm reaching for more. I'm believing for more. I'm pressing for more. Oh, I know you've been blessed, but there's more. I know you got a miracle, but there's more. I know you got healed, but there's more. Hallelujah. Because let me just tell you about God. God don't ever stop working. And God don't ever stop moving. And God don't ever start working. God don't ever stop making ways out of no way. I, I understand that th there's this deal with God. He's just always blowing our mind. And it's, it's interesting to me that, that, that when Joshua would be the one. Now you have to understand that Joshua in the Hebrew is translated into Jesus in the Greek. And so he is a very strong type and shadow of Jesus. He is not Jesus by any means. He is not God. But he is a type of God. He is a type of Jesus that would come to a world and overtake a land that is not in living under the dominion and authority of Jesus. The man Christ Jesus. And so understanding that you see where Joshua would be the one that would lead God's people out of the wilderness into the city of Jericho. And, and what's so interesting to me about the city of Jericho is that uh, the city of Jericho would be the place where the, 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 the most... Uh, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the largest armies would be there. And this would be a place where it was the first line of defense. There we go. That's what I was looking for. I finally got it. Hallelujah. Just stick with me a little while. We'll preach through this and we'll find it here in a minute. But uh, it, it, it was the first line of defense for the Canaanites. And so Joshua would come up against the first line of defense. And so what's interesting to me about this is when God's people come up to Jericho, the people that should be the strongest, that should be uh, the most fierce in battle run and hide behind the wall I said that to simply say who you think's afraid of who now See, you're looking at all the people in Jericho saying well I don't know if we can overtake them and they're looking from the other side saying you know what that's God's people we better not mess with them See, because there, there, there's something happening here when God, when Joshua takes uh, his God's people to Jericho, the Bible. If you read through Scripture, you can find where where God has miraculously kept His people, Israel, while they were in the wilderness. But let's be honest; we've seen all these things before. We've seen God provide uh, food out of nowhere. He did that in the garden. We see where God would speak, and and He would place things in the garden for Adam 
and Eve to, to eat and to drink. And we, we see where God has split the Red Sea for the Israelites. But let's be honest, God's done that before. Because in the very creation, God called the firmament to come forth. And so the sea would be split and land, dry land would appear. And so I can see the devil just sitting around when, when Joshua and Moses and the people of Israel come across the Red Sea. He says, oh yeah, I've seen you do that before. Just like you did in creation. I see what you did there. It's not the first time you've done this. And then they, they, they get into this place where they're hungry. And, and again, we, we see where God begins to feed his people with manna out of heaven. And the devil says, oh, yeah, I've seen you do that before too. That's a nice trick. I like the way you did that. And, and, and so we go through through the history of the Israelites and God is doing things that he's done before and but there's this one thing that God hasn't done and so you see that the children of Jericho they run and they hide behind a wall because in the history of the earth the walls have never been torn down as a matter of fact when you talk about the tower of Babel God just confounded their language he didn't tear down their wall so we'll just go and we'll hide behind this wall because God's never pulled down walls before. Oh, devil, you so dumb. You so dumb. They, they said, you know what? We know who they are. And you, you can go read your Bible. It'll tell you. They've been hearing about how God's been working for his people. And so the, the, the strongest, the quickest, the best in battle, the ones that should be out on the front line, they don't go out and meet God's people. They go and hide behind the wall because they know that they serve a God that has killed their enemies before. We know that they serve a God that split the water before. Just like he split the, the uh, Jordan River again, God's splitting water. He's doing stuff he's already done before. But the kings of Jericho said, he's never torn down any walls like these. Uh, you just go ahead and run and hide, devil, because I'm going to show you something God will do. It's a new thing in your midst. God will show up uh, and make a way out of no way. God can open doors that no man can close and close doors uh, that no man can open. So it doesn't matter if I fight against you uh, out in the plains of Jordan uh, or we fight uh, by marching around in circles. Uh, God is going to come out victorious every time so the only thing I gotta make sure I do uh, is stay on God's side uh, because if I'll stay on God's side uh, he'll keep increasing our borders uh, he'll keep increasing our land uh, he'll keep giving blessings uh, on top of blessings uh, on I'm not done blessing my people yet. I'm not done shattering the plans of the enemy yet. So you can go to Jericho's walls and they can look impenetrable. But when God gets done, it'll be rubble at your feet. I've come to preach to somebody on a Friday night that's looking at Jericho's walls. You just keep walking and eventually you're going to walk on top of the thing that was holding of the thing that was holding you back. Hallelujah. So God is talking to his people here. They're finally in the land. They've got past all of that. And God says, I, I've got more land for you to possess. And so you can read through Joshua chapter 13, verse 2. God said, I want you to... And there's no way we're going to get all the way through this tonight, but we'll try. I'm not going to preach a long time, I promise. Those of you that are worried about that, but I am going to preach long enough to preach. 
It takes me a little while to preach. Forgive me. But, but God, God speaks to his people and he says, listen, Joshua, you're old, you're well stricken in years, you've had victory, but I got more. And so he begins to tell them specifically because God isn't just going to tell you more without telling you what the more is. And we, we hear people all the time say stuff like less is more. Well, less can only be more if you understand what the more is. And so, so God is speaking to his people and he says, I want, you to, I want you to inhabit the borders of the Philistines. Everyone say Philistines. Now you have to understand that the Philistines were notorious for keeping Israel in a battle. You can see it in the life of David more prevalent than any, uh, any other uh, por- portion of Scripture just because we have a larger view of David probably than all the other kings. But the Philistines are notorious for keeping God's people going around and around in circles, fighting battles. And, and it seems as if every time David, for instance, would uh, defeat the Philistines in Ziklag and he turns around and they would be in Gad and when he turns around and he he finishes putting out that fire and gab that he can look in Jerusalem and the Philistines have snuck in the back door and so every time he turns around there's a Philistine on his back trail Israel as a whole every time they turn around the Philistines are there nipping at their heels trying to distract them from the divine things of God and when you we talked about some of this last night but when you begin to study typology you understand that the Philistines are a type and a shadow of distraction and so every time you start making forward motion the Philistines will show up and they will begin to distract you and try to get you off of what God is wanting you to do and so God says Joshua I want you to inhabit the land of if you'll let me put it like this distractions and the purpose of that is because the Philistines would eventually be the people that would steal the ark of the covenant which was a type of the glory of God and so God says I want you to hold the borders of distractions because the devil knows he doesn't have to get you to sin if he can get you to be distracted he don't have to worry about you walking I'm preaching now for those of you that are wondering you don't have to worry about you walking into new land if you're always distracted he don't have to worry about you seeing miracles if you're distracted he don't have to worry about you outreaching if you're distracted he don't have to worry about you praying people through to the Holy Ghost if you're distracted so God speaks to Joshua and says I want you to control the borders of distraction because I don't want distraction to come in and steal the glory of God from you because I have a cloud that's going to fall in your midst and you'll miss your miracle if you're distracted Joshua so stand at the border of the Philistines and control the borders because you, when you control the borders you control what comes in and what goes out and so God said Joshua I want you to stand at the place where distraction comes comes in and distraction goes out and I want you to place yourself there and then control what comes in and what goes out. I don't want to miss my moment of glory because I was distracted. God says you got more land to possess. You got land. You got borders to patrol. You got borders to control. Because I don't want just anything coming into this land. Let me tell you something. So I, you, I said it the other night. I'm going to say it again. 
That's why you better thank God for a preacher that will stand in the borders and control what comes in and what goes out. Thank God for Joshua that'll say, you know what, we're, gonna, we're, we're not just going to enjoy the blessings of God. Thank God for what he's done. Thank God for the blessings. Thank God for the revival. But we're not just going to sit around with our hands in our pockets and thank God for what he's done. We're going to possess more land and we're going to control the borders so when the devil tries to come in, we're already standing at the gate and when he tries to slip in, we can hold him out and keep distraction out so that the miraculous can happen in the house of God. I'm going to dig a little bit right here and ask you how many miracles do you think you missed because you were distracted in church? Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. How many times have we missed our miracle because of a text message? Ooh, I just stepped on it. Help me, Jesus. We're going to work through this. If you'll help me. You told me to say it. It's your fault if they don't like me no more. How many times have we missed our miracle? How many times have we missed a chance to show somebody the glory of God because life is happening? Let me tell you something. Life reigns on the just and the unjust. And I know people, and you do too, that every little thing comes by, oh, the devil's picking on me. It ain't the devil, it's life. You're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days and you're going to have days where you're blessed and you're going to have days uh, where you feel like sticking your head back under the covers. And that ain't got nothing to do with the devil. That's just got to do with the fact that you're living and you're breathing. Uh, and sometimes that kind of stuff just happens. And what we've got to do is figure out, am I going to let life distract me from the miraculous uh, or am I going to keep my eyes on Jesus uh, and understand that no matter what comes my way, uh, he wants to release the miraculous in my life uh, and so I won't be distracted by the bills uh, and I won't be distracted by the flat tire and I won't be distracted uh, by the family trouble and I won't... God, I, I won't be distracted by life in general because I've got my eye on the prize uh, and I see that God uh, is wanting to pour his glory out on me uh, and I'm going to reach for the glory. Hallelujah. Still land yet to be possessed. God says from the borders of the Philistines down to Geshuri. Geshuri is a place that when translated... It literally means the portal of strongholds. So God says it's not enough for you to just, once you get past distractions, you get to this place where you have to understand that this is, this is spiritual formation. I understand everything that God has done. The enemy has tried to replicate that. And so God placed the fivefold ministry in the church. He gave us pastors. He gave us evangelists. He gave us prophets and apostles. And you, you, you understand what I'm saying. And then on the other side of that, we understand that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places, against powers of wickedness. You have to understand that the enemy is just trying to replicate what God has done. And so what's happening here is once you get through this first level, once you get past the distractions, then God says, I want you to control the borders of Geshuri because Geshuri is a portal of strongholds. And that is a place, uh, some would say it is a bridge that is being built. Uh, and the purpose of this bridge being built is it wants to create an alliance with you that basically says, you don't mess with me and I won't mess with you. 
You can pray a little bit. Just don't get too big for your britches. You can have revival a little bit. Just, just don't be thinking too big. Let's build a bridge between us so that we can communicate. But devil, I just want you to know, I don't care what kind of bridge you built. We're, we're going to take new lamb. We're going to live in new territory. We're going to live in new places. We're going to walk into the place that God has called us to walk in. And we're not making any alliances with anything that's not like God. We're going to keep preaching the same message we've always preached. We're not backing up. We're not giving up. It's still oneness of God. It's still holiness. It's still righteousness. It's still godliness. It's still all of these things. I'm not going to link up with something that says, no, you don't have to do it that way. Yes, we do. Because the Bible says we have to do it that way. And I'm going to stand at the border of compromise uh, and let compromise know you're not coming into my family. You're not coming into my home. You're not coming into my church. I will not compromise my prayer. I will not compromise my children. I will, I'm not willing to give anything up. This is my land. God gave it to me. And the devil, you can't take it away. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. And so God says from, from the Philistines to, to Geshuri. And then he says from Sihor. Everyone say Sihor. Sihor by definition in the Hebrew language means darkness. God says, I want you to possess the borders that belong to darkness. He says from darkness to Ekron, which is the Hebrew word akar. And it means to pluck up. And you can read about it in Chronicles where the Bible says that during the time of harvest that when Israel had planted a field that the Moabites would come. And the Moabites, when they would come, they would come into the field that was ready for harvest. If you will allow me to preach it in types and shadows, it is a time of revival. And the Moabites would come and they would pluck up during the middle of the night. And so God says, I want you to control the borders of darkness because when you control the borders of darkness, you don't give the Moabites anywhere to hide. And so when it's time for the harvest to come, they can't hide anywhere and pluck up the harvest. But you can stand in the field and you can let the devil know this is our harvest. This is our revival. This is our breakthrough. This belongs to us. You're not getting it. You're not going to, no, 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 devil. This belongs to first Jesus' name, church of Bendel. And we put our name on it, and God's put his name on it, and we won't back up. Darkness has no power here. I said, darkness has no power here because we're children of the light. What fellowship hath light with darkness? I'm going to tell you what, it, what the only fellowship it has. It has fellowship as long as you allow it in your life. Darkness can come in as long as you're not possessing the borders of darkness. I want to control what comes in and out of my life. In the picture graph of the Hebrew, I understand ancient Hebrew is a lot like the ancient Egyptian language, and so it wasn't words with an alphabet at that point in time, but it was picture graphs. And so the picture graph of, of Ekron or a car in the Hebrew is literally to be hamstrung. And so the story behind the word, you were to see it written out in the original language, uh, the language of Moses' day when it was just drawn in pictures rather than Again, a modern Hebrew alphabet, somewhat like what we have in the English language. But if you were to see the picture on the wall, the picture would be of an animal 
waiting in the shadows, looking to literally, by definition again, hamstring a weak and feeble animal. And so God says, I want you to control this place where the enemy hides because he wants to take out the weak of the church. He wants to take out new converts. and He wants to take out family members that are disgruntled because things didn't just go their way and all of this thing. And so he says, if you control the borders of Ekron, then the enemy has no place to where he can come from behind. It's like what happens with Jonathan and his armor bearer, Pastor Moore. They go up to fight against the Philistines. Ekron is actually a Philistine stronghold. And they go up to fight against the Philistines. And the Bible says that when they got up on top of the hill, that they turned their back one to another. And that was the spirit coming against Ekron's saying no you can't get his back and you're not going to get my back because I've got his back and he's got my back and I may be weak today so he's going to watch me and going to make sure that the enemy doesn't come from behind me today and he may be weak tomorrow and so I'm going to watch his back and make sure that the spirit of Ekron has no power and authority in his life I don't want the spirits of hell coming up from behind and getting a hold of our families and our children I know you may be wounded but I'm going to watch your back I've got you. No, help me, Jesus. I'm I'm not going to let the enemy come in and and jump on you while you're not aware. You want to know why? Because I'm praying for you. You want to know why? I'm fighting for you. And when you don't feel like worshiping, I'm going to worship with you because we need a breakthrough together because we're a family and God has called us to hold the borders of Ekron. purpose of all this, I don't have time to get to all of this. There's about 15 more places that I could go right here, but I'm... uh, Can I give you homework? Let me, all right. I know you don't like homework. I hate homework. Go home tonight and read the rest of uh, Joshua chapter 13, and you'll see as he begins to go down through there, and there's there's one more that I want to touch on very briefly, and then we're going to transition, and we're just going to let the Holy Ghost lead us. But uh, he says, I want you to control... The borders of the Amalekites. And the purpose of this is because literally the word uh, uh, Amar, which is where Amalekites come from, it, it means to boast or give a challenge. And it also means a fortress. And so it wants to put you in containment. And this is a spirit from hell that every time, I know I'm preaching to somebody right now, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Every time you make forward progression, you take three steps forward and you get hung up. And that's as far as you go. And it's like you're sitting on the precipice of really becoming something powerful for God. And teetering back and forth. And you'll have a couple days where you really pray in the Holy Ghost. And you feel like you've moved mountains. And then all of a sudden, boom, heaven shut up. Oh, help me, Jesus. I, I finally made a little headway when I went to church on Wednesday night. But by Friday night, I'm doing all I can do to just keep my nose above the water. The spirit that tries to hold you back. It's like you're trying to run through cellophane wrap that you just almost get there. And all of a sudden you bounce back. And God says, I want my people to possess these borders because I want every piece of containment. It's a type of doubt. He said, I want all the doubt removed. And so that when you go to run through something, you understand that you can make it all the way through. And when you go to push forward, you understand that you're pushing forward till you get victory. When you go to, to the battle, you know you win, you're going to 
fight until you win. You're not just going to play games and you're not just going to go through the motions and you're not going to get two steps forward and then on Monday all hell break loose and you take three steps back. But I've got a people that are constantly moving forward. It's a grind, but they're moving forward. The devil's lying to them and telling them there's no sense in even having revival. Nobody does revival anymore. Nobody wants revival. But there's a people that say, you want to know something? We're going to control the borders of a car because we don't want the enemy to under to live in victory in our life and so we're going to push until we push through and we're going to pray until we pray through and we're going to we're going to keep going until we break through because we understand that there is yet more land for us to live in I, I, I know I've been on this for, it seems like every time I come to Bendale but I just don't believe this property is big enough because there is yet more land to be possessed it's not just physical it's spiritual there's victories you haven't had yet that God's calling you to have. There's places you haven't walked yet that God's calling you to walk. There is yet very much more land. The musicians come. I'm going to close here before long. My wife, maybe she'll help me. I don't know. She might. I told Brother Moore while I go, I said, you ain't getting me in trouble, huh? No, I'm kidding. But when we, when we get into this place, stand with me if you will. I'm, I'm closing. I, I know last night we stomped all over the devil, and, and you come back next Wednesday night. If you want pretty preaching, come back next Wednesday night. I'll preach pretty next Wednesday night. But there's this, there's this it, it's spiritual warfare. It's when we do the kind of things like we've done over the last couple of nights, you have to understand that you have to continue in that. Because what has happened nine times out of ten, Brother Moore, you know this better than I do. You've been in this longer than I have. But people will get a little bit of a breakthrough. Oh, I can finally breathe. I can fi and so we'll sit down by the river of Jordan, take our shoes off, and get us a cane pole. And the next thing we know, everything that we had just won is gone. God says, Joshua? You're old. You're well stricken in years. But it's not time to stop pushing forward. Because as long as you've got breath, I've got more for you. We, we preach this salvation plan like you've got to repent of your sins, get baptized in Jesus' name, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, and then that's it. That ain't it. It's a progress. All starts with believing, because there's people that say that you, you, you know you got to believe, and they're right. That's just the first step of a progression. There are some people that say you got to believe and be baptized, because that's scriptural, and that's true. But that's that's a part of the process. And then if we 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 believe and we shout about it, and we dance and we run the aisle. You got to talk in tongues, because that's the only way I've ever seen anybody get the Holy Ghost. The only way they got it in the Bible. But but that's not enough, because you can't just get a new land. Enjoy the blessings. Because there's always more. It's always more. Well, where do we go for here from here? I don't know. We don't always know. Because the Bible tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. So we don't know where we're going in this new land, but every now and again, God will speak and give us a little direction and say, Joshua, you just keep pressing forward. Some people say, well, I don't want to look for a fight. Well, okay. 
those are usually the same people that stay in the same place that they've always been. Let me just tell you, this is how it works. This is Spiritual Warfare 101. When you get in church, there's going to be a devil standing in your way trying to keep you from getting the blessing. You know what you do? You punch your way through him, and behind him is a bigger devil. You punch through him, and behind him is a bigger devil. Because there's always more. Always more. There's always more. I'm thankful for the blessings of God. You can read about it throughout the Word of God that God's people come to a place. They begin, they begin to wander in the wilderness. The Bible says that every day the blessings of God would fall. And God would give them just enough to get them from I'm preaching to somebody in the Holy Ghost just enough to get you from today to tomorrow but let, let me tell you something it was enough people started griping and complaining because we don't like manna but didn't it get you this far didn't it bring you to where you are tomorrow they'd get up and they'd try to build them up a surplus and there'd be worms in it and so they'd have to go back out and get their bucket go back out it's like God was telling them, I can bless you, but you got to get involved with the blessing. Because I don't care how spiritual you are, you can pray 32 hours a day. But you ain't no miracle magnet. And blessings don't just attract themselves to you if you're not pressing forward. You want to know who blessed people are? Blessed people are people that are pressing forward. Blessed people are the people that understand that there's yet more land. There's more for me. Let's lift our hands and begin to pray. I tell you what, why don't we step out from where we are. Make our way to an altar and pray, God, help me. I don't want to be distracted, but I want to find the place. I want to find the place where I can press through. Well, I'm going to tell somebody tonight, you ought to just pray until you pray through. Jesus, would you help us? Because I don't want to get distracted while I'm living in the blessings of God. I don't want my blessings to become a burden unto me. But because there's more land. There's more land. There's more for me to do. There's more for me to see. Come on, I know that there's people here tonight that have come to church and you wanted just a pretty little message. I didn't come with a pretty message. I came to tell you that God wants more for you. Come on, God wants more for you. Do you want the more? Come on, do you want the miraculous? Then you got to push even while you're in the, in the place where it feels like, well, I can take a break. There's no place to take a break. Come on, let the Holy Ghost fall down on you right now. Let the Holy Ghost fall down on you right now. Come on, come on. I want to be held accountable. I want to press forward. I don't want to just get a little blessing and sit down and enjoy the blessing and miss the rest of the land.
that God has for me. Come on, there's more. There's more. There's more miracles. There's more blessings. It's for you. It's for your children. It's for as many as the Lord our God shall call. Come on. Holy Ghost. Come on, there's more. somebody to pray with right now come on find somebody to pray with pray in the Holy Ghost pray in the Holy Ghost pray in the Holy Ghost come on there's miracles in this house there's miracles in this house God's wanting to bless you. God's wanting to do more than you can even imagine. God's wanting to show you more. Come on, I didn't come with something powerful. I just came with a simple message. God has more for you. God has more for you. There's yet more land to be possessed.
Come on, you're not here to just fill in a pew. You're not here to just take up space. But God has more for you. You're not here just to exist in a crazy, mixed-up world. God has more for you. You're not here to just be a saint. You're called to do the ministry of a saint. God has more for you. The Lord's doing a work. The Lord's doing a work. Why don't you let him work on you? Come on, while he's working, let him work on you. While he's moving, let him move in you. While he's healing, let him heal you. Reach out and touch him. Come on, reach out and touch him because there's more. I need more of you, God. I've got to have more. 
Why don't we just take a moment and entertain what's in the house of God tonight. Entertain the sweet presence of the Lord and the keeper of our soul and the provider. There's nothing more precious you can give to Him but yourself. He doesn't want all your money. He wants you. He wants me. He wants us to move forward tonight. From wherever that might be. From each and every one of us. As he pulls at our heart. As he pulls on the strings of our soul. He's our creator. He's the lover of our soul. He's the one that paid a price. That you and I could come on a Friday night like tonight. In a world that's full of chaos, world that's full of wickedness and darkness, but yet light can shine. Is it shining in this house tonight? That radiance is finding its way into our minds and our hearts and our spirits as we just as we just entertain who's here. The Savior of the world, the healer of, of all the pain. The one that has strengthened us and give us instructions even when we get old. And we think that all the best days are behind us. But this is the one that can be the voice even in those years and latter days and months can speak into our hearts and spirits and say, Hey, there's more land to take. There's more devils to overcome. There's situations and circumstances that I'll give you. You'll just humble yourself and yield yourself. I'm a God. I'm a creator. Where we think that we're limited and we can't handle it and we can't do it. I'm telling you, with God's help, you can do it. You and I can live the life. You and I can live a victorious life. I know there's many things out there pulling, but I'm telling you, none of them's greater than God. None of them's greater than the love of God, the power of God. His love will never fail you. His hand will always reach further down than what you can reach up. His, his presence will be when, when ours and everybody else can, but His presence can always find you. Doesn't matter how far in the valley you are, how high on the mountain or in between, this God knows. He's the author and finisher. What about it tonight? I believe I'd let Him be the author of my heart and my mind and my life starting tonight. God, you start writing this thing. I, I've tried to do it, but I'm, I'm ready to hand you the pen now. I'm ready to put the pen in your hand now. I'm ready for you to start writing this thing out. I'm going to give myself to you and let you start writing it out. And all I've got to do is follow the instructions. <laughs> start guarding those borders. And the most important borders, borders that each one of us got in this house tonight each and every one of us is our own personal borders of our hearts our minds and our spirit Peter taught us he said save yourself from this untoward generation and that message is more louder tonight than it's ever been in a world of wickedness and darkness and deception and religion and you name it but there's still the way and the truth 
that always set you free. <laughs> Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The joy of the Lord tops all joys. The peace of God. Folks, there's nothing like it. Living for God's the greatest thing you and I can do. Hallelujah. There's nothing with greater joy, greater peace, greater contentment, greater satisfaction than laying your head in that pillar at night knowing I'm all right with my maker. I'm all right with my creator. Everything's going to be all right. I got one working on my side. I'm telling you, the devil's never been able to overcoming or defeating. And he's not going to start tonight. So just put your hands and put yourself in his hands. Because when you're in his hands, no man can pluck you out. There's some promises in that old black book that nobody else can promise. There's some prophecies in that old black book that only God can fulfill in your own personal lives. Come on. Let's start watching those borders. Let's start paying attention to what's trying to come in and what's trying to slip in. Let's start paying attention to what voices is trying to ring out into our ears and into our lives. Huh. Let's listen to the man of God and to the voice of God. Let's hear it. Let's hear it in this day and time. The voice of God has been since the garden. And the voice of God is just as powerful and real tonight. Let's have an ear to hear it. And a heart to love it and to understand it and obey it. And let God mold us. Let God shape us. I told them young little boys. I said, boys, make your mind up now. Don't give yourself to the world. Give yourself to the devil. Make your mind up now. I'm going to give myself to God. I'm going to be a vessel. Remember, David was 17 years old when he killed Goliath. 17 years old he was killing giants this God can, can make you something Hollywood and the lights of Hollywood will never shine like this God is shining and it won't just be in this world and this time I'm talking about a kingdom that's going to last forever I'm talking about a government that don't know any ending Jesus put it this way said you can gain the whole world but if you lose your soul what have you gained we want to gain tonight and not just tonight but from here on out how many is interested in taking some land huh? spiritually and physically taking some land I talked about a little land deal this week with somebody I don't know if it's going to happen or not. But they didn't tell me no. And they didn't tell me it belonged to somebody else like everybody else has been telling me. Who knows? I tell you one thing, nothing come up if you don't sow some seed. I can tell you that much. I can tell you that. So we're going to sow some seed. Some good seed. Some God seed. Because it's about Him. Man, what a beautiful, beautiful presence of the Lord and service on this Friday night. Man, what a beautiful way to start the weekend. Praise God. The peace and the love of God circled around us, moving on us. 
We love you tonight. Appreciate each one of you taking out time to come worship with us. If you can remember this now, we're going to have regular services Sunday and Sunday morning, Sunday night. But, but Brother Phillips is going to be with us this coming Wednesday night. And then the following week, he's going to be back Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So make sure you make note of that. Council appointments, whatever you got to do. Amen. Tell them, hey, if, if they ask what you're doing, you say, I'm, a, I'm, I'm about the king's business. <laughs> Just tell them, I'm about the king's business. But I mean, hey, well, I mean, you know, that ought to excuse it, all right? I mean, he, that trumps it. No, we love you tonight. Appreciate you being here. If you can't come be with us, we'd love for you to come and enjoy. What an what a awesome job our evangelist done again tonight. God bless him. Appreciate him. Sister Phillips, appreciate you being with us tonight. God bless you. I know you on a very heavy schedule too. But we're so thankful they would take out the time to come minister to us. We love you tonight. Appreciate each one of you coming, being part of this service. Let's tell somebody, invite somebody. Amen. Stir somebody up about coming to the house of God. Amen. Come tell them to party. You don't have to deceive them, but you know, just invite them to the party. If they ain't got a way, go get them. And when they pull up here, they look at you and say, we, part, we come to party. You ain't never parted till you got here. You ain't never been high till you get high on the Holy Ghost. You've never been drunk. <laughs> I said you've never been drunk like you get drunk on the Holy Ghost. You hear me? And you don't have to worry about a hangover. You don't have to worry about no headache. In fact, you'll get rid of headaches. Woo! Hallelujah. I tell you, there's nothing like this Holy Ghost now. It's contagious too. Y'all watch this. Watch this. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Baby, you better do it. You've been doing it with me all night tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all watch her sometime in praise service. Hey, she'll, she'll jump out of their arms. She, boy, she's just getting with us, son. Then she'll be looking around looking for me, won't you? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> ah, worship's contagious, folks. Hallelujah. Try it. If you don't believe it, try it. Just get out and do a little bit. First, you should know somebody else will be joining you. And worshiping and magnifying Jesus Christ is the best thing that you and I are ever going to do. Let's do it for God. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. God bless you.